Welcome to the Broken Metatarsal, where we celebrate everything that Naughty's football had to offer. My name is Rich Williams. Joining me today, Planet Football editor Mark Holmesy Holmes. Hello. <laughs> that was very forlorn. <laughs> uh, Planet Football deputy editor Rob Conlon. Hello there. Chirpia. And European footy expert Pete Farris. Hello. Right, so a uh, little um, explanation, which is first and foremost, like uh, most people around the world at the moment, we're not able to be in our normal working environment. So uh, we're all at home or, or various places bringing you this rather than the normal, the, the luxury studio we would normally be in for the broken metatarsal. So, um, Holmesy, where are you at the moment, mate? In my bedroom, hence the forlorn hello. Is no one let you out of there? <laughs> no, no, it's been eight days now, I'm just locked up. <laughs> uh, Rob, where are you, mate? This is like cribs, this, isn't it? I'm in my spare room, which is why I'm surrounded by old microwaves and vacuum cleaners and stuff we had nowhere else to put. Just like most MTV Cribs episodes, that sounds like <laughs> yeah. a perfect description there. Uh, Pete, where have we got you, mate? I am in my office in my house, which at the moment is more my girlfriend's office because all football stopped. So I have no work, but she has to keep going. So at the moment, it's a case of uh, her sort of lobbying herself into here and me kind of sitting downstairs going, can I get... Dagham and Redbridge in the Champions League. And uh, so far, no. Uh, I'm in the, the mo- most salubrious uh, surroundings of anyone. In my, I'm in grand spare bedroom. So uh, there you oh, go. Nice. Rock and roll. That's where we are coming from today. Uh, listen, uh, the audio quality is not quite as good as we would like to bring it to you normally, but hey, we're all in the same boat at the moment. So today, uh, the plan is in this episode is that we will attempt to pick the best Premier League 11 from the noughties and we're oh, going to do it, it just in Premier a League? Dr- <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck I've done that all over <laughs> oh god don't worry I've not done any research anyway so join the club mate think on your feet be fine okay Rob uh, read the bloody WhatsApp group isn't it great putting together a list of 60 Premier League players now that Mark's done nothing and Rob's done the wrong thing <laughs> um, we are we're going to do this in a draft format so Mark would you very quickly explain how this is going to work yeah, so we did a little uh, random name generator beforehand to decide who goes first, second, third, and fourth. Uh, I'm going to go first, Rob is second, Pete's third, fourth is Rich. So I'll pick any position of my choice and, and obviously go for my first choice player and then it'll follow on to Rob and Pete then Rich. Then Rob will have the next pick of possession and it'll follow on and so on. Mark used a random name generator which just happened to randomly pick his name first. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? With no one there to to adjudicate it, just oh, is a name random name? <laughs> I shared my screen. Whatever. You should have seen some right, of the listen, tabs that were open. That's the worry for me. Let's yeah, don't talk about those. Then at the end, we'll see who's got the best eleven. Mark, you are going first, so it's for you to pick your position. You to pick. You've got the first pick of all the forty-four players that we're going to have today. So where are you going and who you got? First pick is tacticalist, but I'm going to go for who I think was the best player of the two thousands, and Mr. Thierry Henry to bring the Vavavoom style goals and just sexiness that every team needs. Thierry Henry, straight in there. It's actually just genuinely unarguable. Not only was he sort of this incredible finisher, but people forget how hard he worked, how quick he was, the things he could do. He's one of two names that clearly has to go in, I think. Right, you can't have him, mate. I've got him. <laughs> Give it up. You should see some of the players on my list, Mark. Henri's way too uh, orthodox. Macaroni. I had Francesco Totti as my first striking pick, but I'm guessing I'm not right. <laughs> oh my God, Rob. <laughs> this is a very basic format. Yeah, well... Um, Henri was also my first pick up front, actually, but I'll stick with a striker and I'll have to go Wayne Rooney, who was probably the best English player. He was right up there, just the way he burst onto the scene, and was just brilliant from the word go. And it's probably the best period of his career, actually, up until 2010, when he was kind of a striker and just banging goals in 
and been the real catalyst for Man United. No arguments. I'm going to go something slightly different here. I, I think Kevin Phillips has to go into the list of the best 2000 strikers. He won the Golden Shoe in and around the 2000 mark. But you forget how much he did outside of that and how good his record was when he went to other clubs. And every time I was looking at this list and the obvious names came up again and again and again, Kevin Phillips has to be considered obviously amazing at Sunderland into the early 2000s. The longevity of Kevin Phillips as well. So I think Phillips... Right, stop, 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 stop. Right. There's no way Kevin Phillips is your first pick after the two picks of Rooney and Henri. Let's ignore it. Mark, Rob, what do we think about Kevin Phillips? He did win the European Golden Shoe that one season, didn't he? But it is a controversial pick. It's a big first. This is your first choice of any any strong. Henri was my first choice. Thierry Henri. Kind of Henri, it's got to be Phillips. As a Leeds United fan, I'm surprised Rob's not like this. Um, I really dislike the idea of putting any Man United players in my team, which yeah. is immature and petty, and I admit that. But So that, for me, rules out your Wayne Rooney's. However, I'm going to make one exception for that. And if a player didn't play for them in the noughties, it's all right, which is why Robin Van Persie is going straight in my team. Uh, in terms of the amount of goals you're going to get out of him, goals win your games at the end of the day, one of the great players, they paid about two and a half million for him, something like that. The flying volley, just a player like that, straight into the team, number one striking choice. So you are just going for injury hit Robin Van Persie at Arsenal then, right? Yeah. Ahead of Kevin Phillips. I'm going for <laughs> all of these. This is quite difficult, you know, because there are players that were injury hit, but I'm going for a player. How I'm defining it is a player at his best on his day. So therefore, Robin Van Persie. I mean, obviously, we've missed a few there, haven't we? I mean, Alan Shearer. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's another striker, Pete. Careful, oh. don't give anything away. I forgot about that, point. didn't you? Who's going to be, who's going to be strike partner in Kevin Phillips? Who's going to be next to Phillips? That frightening strike partnership you're going to have. We go to Rob, who gets first pick on the second round of players. I think I'm going to have to go for a position where it's probably undisputed, just so I can get in there. So I'm going to go with left back. Oh, I'm, going no. to get, I'm going to get Ashley Cole in there and make Mark panic for having to try to think of another left back. I'm fourth uh, choice now. <laughs> Cole's an obvious one, I think. Class for Arsenal, class for Chelsea, class for England. I think probably stands out his performance against Ronaldo. He's one of the few left-backs in the world that could just shackle Cristiano Ronaldo. So he's an obvious choice at left-back, I think. Oh, we agree we all would have gone for Ashley Cole. He's one of the best left-backs anywhere in the world over the last few decades. So it's, it's unarguable. Who are you going with, Pete? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with John Arnarisa. He was unbelievable. He was this tank who had that, we all know how hard he could hit the ball, but you forget how quick he was and how clever he was with the ball at his feet as well. Good crosser of the ball. John Arnarisa goes in and I am delighted for two reasons there. Firstly, I got him in and there's been no argument. And secondly, I've screwed over Rich. And that is rewarded <laughs> itself. Can't argue with that at all. Those are, the, those are the two. Those are just the two obvious picks. Simple as that. So I'm going to go for a sentimental pick rather than anything else. And I'm going to go with Ian Hart <laughs> because I love him. Uh, and also, in all of these things, for me, you've got to have goals in your team all over the park. And from a set-piece point of view, also played well in big games, scored goals in big games, scored against Man United, scored uh, an unbelievable free kick in the Champions League for Leeds. So I'm going to go with Ian Hart on the, on the kind of caveat that clearly the two best ones have already been taken. So we're then in a, we're then in a level of just consistent players rather than standout players. Mark's Lads, nodding his head. Mark's mental. shaking his head in disgrace. 
This is absolutely mental. I've got a fourth choice left back and you've left me with Evera. Yeah, How the hell has this happened? I was about to hell? say Evera, yeah. Between Evera and Cole for me. Uh, we obviously did a pod on the rebirth of Man United and spoke about Evera and now joined him in 2006 along with Vidic and he was just one of the players that took him to a new level. Absolutely phenomenal. Obviously wasn't there as long as Cole but uh, nothing to choose between them two so I can't believe it. I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah. Get in there, lads. All right, easy, Tiger. Uh, right, let's move on to the next player. Rob, you get... Uh, not Rob. Pete, you get to go first. This is going to be an interesting one because I think it might end up um, causing some problems elsewhere. But clearly, at central midfield, as if we're playing a 4-4-2, which I believe we are, uh, he's going to have to go. It's Paul Scholes. It's obviously Paul Scholes. I know there's some other names we'll talk about, but, you know, you don't, you don't get the following. And, and this idea of, oh, he's underrated. But he's not underrated, is he? Everyone in the world knows how good he is. Everyone in the world knows just what he could do. You've got some of the best players in the world, Xavi, Zidane, everyone just saying he's the best player I've ever seen in my entire life. And while he couldn't tackle, that just added to the absolute joy of the man because he was just hacking into people and getting booked and then doing something unbelievable. I still think that free kick, not free kick, sorry, the corner, I think it was against Bradford where it was knocked to the edge of the area and he just leathers it. Yeah. Might be one of my favourite goals in the world. <laughs> Suddenly, the service to Kevin Phillips has just improved no end. Central midfield, only one option for me. Obvious option, guaranteed 20-plus goals a season, assists left, right and centre, an absolute engine. Uh, it's got to be Frank Lampard straight in there. He's a Leeds fan, Rich. Come on, mate. Have some class. <laughs> yeah, Rich. <laughs> All the majority of the players who were the best in this decade are players that really technically you can't like as a, as a Leeds fan. So I have drawn the line with my new players. Frank Lampard is just, uh, he, he's a touch of class in midfield, Fair what enough. can you say? This is big news, Esther. Scholes, then Lampard, then obviously on to me, Gerrard, a third pick. That's going to that's gonna rile a few people on Merseyside, but I'm absolutely delighted. For me, I've like quite purposely split my central midfielders into like a holder and a goal scorer and a bomber, and Gerrard's my bomber. So yeah, absolutely delighted. I think, Rob mentioned him possibly the best player of the 2000s earlier, so I can't believe it. The third choice, I think I've done pretty well there, boys. I think I was I was splitting mine into uh, defensive midfielders and attacking midfielders, but I've sort of I've been left with a guy who could do both. I've got the captain of the Invincibles in Patrick Vieira, which I think is not bad for a fourth pick. You've got a guy who could burst forward from midfield, score goals, and then also he's just dead hard. He could kick people and <laughs> mix it. So I think he's, he's probably my captain, I think. One thing, I don't know what struck you guys when, maybe slightly less Rob as he prepared the wrong thing, but um, what struck me <laughs> what struck me when I was doing this was actually, it sounds stupid, that maybe it means nothing, but how many of the amazing players you remember from that era are English? And I know you just mentioned uh, Patrick Vieira, Rob, but we've, the rest of the players we've gone for, Scholes, Lampard, Gerrard, I was doing that throughout the list and going, the golden generation truly was a golden generation. You couldn't really do that now. Be yeah. like Eric Dyer, Harry Will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on to the next one. Is this, am I getting a first pick at last? You are, at long last. I'm so happy about that. I am going to go central defender and I'm going to go against everything I've said so far, which is on this one occasion and it's one occasion <laughs> only because he's the only... Man United player that I've got, I've got real love for. I've got real. Rob knows exactly where I'm going with this without me even saying it. I've not forgiven him. So the Rolls Royce of central defenders of the noughties, Mr. Rio Ferdinand, has to be first choice pick. Yeah, he was my first choice. I have to say, a little bit like Rob, I've with his midfielders, I've split my centre halves into like a ball winner and uh, just a, a real classy defender. Rio is my classy defender. What I don't want to do now is lose out on my other first choice on the other side. So I'm going to go for the ball winner. Big Nemanja Vidic, absolute monster. Put his head where other people 
would be afraid to put their feet, as Fergie said. And I'm trying to get as many shit houses into my team as possible. I think he was he was definitely one of them. So yeah, big Nemanja. I mean, I'm looking at my list now, and I've got sort of Paolo Maldini, Carlos. <laughs> I love the fact that Rob, you're basically just doing your own pod here by yourself. Yeah, mate. yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to my fifth choice, and I've got John Terry here, who Chelsea again. I keep sadly one of the best teams in the noughties in the Premier League, and Terry was right at the heart of that as the captain. I'd still keep Vieira as skipper, but Terry would probably be vice captain. You know, he's gonna pop up with a few headed goals for you as well, there, mate. Exactly, yeah. Some classics in there. So a good goal threat from set pieces. Mine's an interesting one in that he is one of the most, definitely one of the most um, impressive centre-backs that the Premier League has seen. But can he be counted as a great because of what happened to him? But that's Ledley King, one of the best centre-backs I have ever seen in real life. He was unbelievable. His reading of the game was second to none. His strength was brilliant. He was great in the air. And the, the sad fact is, I think he's one of the greatest Premier League players of this era. His injury record does suggest that there's a fair argument that he can't be considered for that. But uh, he still stands as one of the most impressive defenders I've ever seen. Pete, you know when my Premier League eleven here play yours, Ledley's pulling out in the warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> Ledley King was in my uh, list of classic defenders as well. I'll, I'll let you off that one, Pete. I think it's a great show. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, Look, you don't own our 11s, mate. You've got well, to let us out. It's our choices. I won't disagree with it. That's better. Uh, are we back round to you now, Mark? We've, done, we've had we the are, first yeah. round of picks. Right, so are we back round to you? Yeah, so I thought Rob uh, was clever going for the left back, so I'm going to do similar and go to the right back. Not at all sexy, but I think definitely a shit house, as we've discussed. Mr. Dependable. And if in times of trouble we needed someone to grow a tash and Pete wasn't around, Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the video at the moment, but <laughs> it's quite phenomenal. Are you, are you, because you're sort of in your house by yourself, just with your missus, are you like experimenting with facial hair? Is this what this is? What is this? Okay, let's, let's just clear this up, obviously, if you're listening to this. I currently have a, a kind of a Tom Selleck-style tash uh, going on. I'd love to say it's for loads of different reasons, but ultimately, Rich, it's just boredom. Um, <laughs> and the desire just to, just to try something. And my girlfriend absolutely hates it. And then we went for a walk on our governmentally um, allowed hour. And I went out for a lovely walk down to uh, the bottom of our village and just around a bit. And, and I thought, I wonder if I'll get looked at weirdly by a few people. But what was even more upsetting was it was treated with complete indifference. <laughs> so um, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'll tell you what, it's genuinely freeing. Anyone who was able to grow a moustache who's listening to the pod, have a moustache for a bit. It's genuinely freeing. You do look like a guest two character with the glasses as well. <laughs> You'd be first out, I reckon. It's like, does he have glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have a moustache? Yeah. Does he have a, ma- a tash? Does he have a <laughs> massive mouth? Is his hair thinning? Has he got a hook? <laughs> Knows. Has he got a tag? It's Pete. Uh, right, well, I've totally lost track of who's next. It's me, right? On right backs. This is a very panicked pick. But uh, again, I'll stick with the Invincibles and go for Laurent because he was yeah. absolute class. I That's a good shout, mate. Probably like underratedly hard as well, I seem to remember. Always a really tough player. Classic right back, good defensively, chips in going forward, chips in with a few goals. Seems an obvious pick. Also, wasn't it wasn't either one. Face. Yeah. He got right in him, didn't he? That, that game at Old Trafford when he missed the penalty. Like, right yeah. in his face. Earned him points. This is a, not a controversial one, actually. Um, Bakary Sanya. 
the way that he pushed that line down that right-hand side. And every single time someone tried to challenge him for a position, he just kept making right back his own. Wenger relied on him hugely. He was so impressive. And always, you know, you're looking for characters in football. And I always thought Bakri Sanya was a bit of a character as well. So enjoyed that. And Bakri Sanya goes in at right back. Let's be honest. When we all looked at this, the one thing none of us wanted to be was last choice on right backs. <laughs> I think tough, it's, right back I think it's fair to say. Do you know what? When you look at the left backs and the right backs, they're not extensive lists. When you're looking to make a best Premier League eleven, you look through them and you're like, oh, it's not It's not like I've got 10, 12 to choose from here. Uh, I'm going to go um, uh, Danny Mills. Simple as that. What, Mark's pulling a face like like he's constipated, doesn't it? What's, what, what's wrong with that Wait, choice? You could have gone Glenn Johnson. He was first choice England right back after Neville. So why Danny Mills? Steve Finnan, I think, deserves a shout as well. Oh, he he does, yeah. I was reading about Steve Finnan. He's the only man to have ever the conference, League Two, League One, Championship, Premier League, UEFA Cup, Champions League, and World Cup. Did you know that? Yeah, great quiz question. He also uh, the only place off the it. face of the earth after he retired. Liverpool couldn't track him down, and it turned out he was just a property developer. It was like a proper campaign. <laughs> Everything was like find Steve Finnan, and he was just like, "I'm here." <laughs> well, let's not talk about him because he's not my choice. Danny Mills, solid. Great right back and also upended Craig Bellamy at St. James's Park off the edge of the pitch and absolutely got set, got sent off in the process. But a, just a great Premier League moment, that for me. So Danny Mills, right back. Okay, it's me then, isn't it? And I'm going to go with goalkeeper. Is everyone ready? Yep. Go on then. <laughs> please, please continue. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, you're all so quiet there. I thought there was a problem with the connection. Uh, it's it's better check. Um, he was my number one as well. He's, I think he's pretty much. I mean, there's maybe another one who could challenge for it, but I, I, it's got to be him. But the, I know that the quality of his goalkeeping did did sadly diminish after that clash with Stephen Hunt. I think I think that is is true. I mean, I, I think he got worse. I think he certainly was a little less brave, which is entirely understandable. There's one save that stands out for me from Peter Cech. They were Chelsea were playing Man City, and the ball was blasted at him from the penalty spot, bottom left hand corner. He stands in the middle of the goal, and he still gets down and pushes it wide. And I don't know why that one save stays in my mind, but I think it might be one of the best saves I have ever seen. Think about how few goals that Chelsea team conceded with him in there. They conceded like 15 in a season or something like that. Went like a thousand minutes without conceding that kind of thing. I mean, he easily was my number one choice. Was it? Was he everyone's number one choice? Yeah, off for me. Oh, but I don't uh, think I'm well, going to get him somehow. <laughs> your your moment will come. This is another one difficult one for me because clearly the next best one for me is a, is a Man United goalkeeper. But I am going to go with Tim Howard, Paul Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, why well, it was a joke? Fa- <laughs> I genuinely thought it was a joke. <laughs> Paul Robinson is my man in goal, mate. Also <laughs> popped up with a couple of goals. Yeah, Paul Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a great a great goalkeeper. Uh, saw him many, many times in the flesh as well and uh, would, would easily make my team. So yeah, Paul Robinson. Mark, well, it to you. you <laughs> <laughs> it's Rob, isn't it? Oh, is it me? No, it's, it's you, Mark. You, Mark yeah. oh, fantastic. How do I keep getting third choice Edwin van der Sar? It's absolutely brilliant. He well, broke... As I said to you, he would have been my... He obviously would have been the next one. You petty, petty man. You fool. Um, he actually broke Jack's record for um, going long self-conceding. And I don't think by the time he was at Man United, he was that exciting he just didn't make mistakes he was just dependable but at Fulham he was like brilliant when he was a little bit younger and just right the way through the decade uh, in the Premier League phenomenal so he was my first choice ahead of Czech so again chuffed with that one 
it's also what he came after at Man United as well, because they've gone through yeah. Artes and Tim Howard and Roy Carroll and lots yeah, of yeah, bad yeah. goalkeepers. And then he came and like I say, he was just solid. It was like, yeah, I'm yeah. really good. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, just didn't make fuck-ups. And after like 10 years between Schmeichel and him, that was a grateful thing for United. Which means, Rob, you get the uh, the dregs at the bottom of the pint of goalkeepers here. What do you want? Well, I was going to throw in a bit of a curveball anyway, although it's not quite to the same extent as... Uh, Paul Robinson, but I think if you're going to go for the best, uh, if you're going to choose your, your team of the noughties and you're going to goalkeeper, you've got to have the most iconic performance from a goalkeeper of the noughties. That's Jersey Dudek in the uh, in the Champions League final with the jelly, well, the jelly legs from the penalties, but also that save from Shevchenko. He just he's got to be in there. He wasn't even that good. I don't think he was all right, but for that night alone, he's getting in my team. When it you said most like iconic a... performance, I thought you were going to go with Scott Carson, 2008. <laughs> 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 I think yours feels like a bit of a novelty pick here, Rob. <laughs> From Paul Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League winner Jerzy Dudek is more of a controversial choice than Paul Robinson. Then goal against Swindon, Paul Robinson. <laughs> that goal, I tell you what, to take some extra time in uh, in the, the League Cup, it was a big moment for all involved. Uh, right, who, we're back round to Rob. It's you, isn't it? Oh, it's me. <laughs> so we've got most of the defence in there. Uh, we've got goalkeeper, one of the strikers. Midfield is looking sparse, so I'm going to go midfield. I'm going to go left midfield, and I'm going to go for the only choice of Robert Perez. Robert Perez should be on this list. I have no 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 doubt about that. But <laughs> was it was he not uh, everyone's the only number one? choice? No. Oh, can I just say? Can I just say? Sorry, sorry. Obviously, there's no gigs on their face, so that's clearly the obvious choice here. But aside from that, Robert Perez is number one. The the way that he moved the ball, his his vision and his creativity, he scored goals, and again, character. I I, I love I love Robert Perez. Marcus, yeah, yours next. Yeah, I'm thinking now because. I wasn't planning on picking left wing and thought that Giggs would be gone. So my second choice is a real maverick, a bit of flair that I kind of want to go for anyway, but can I not pick Ryan Giggs? I've been not got my first choice. Hmm. Tough one, boys. <laughs> Tough one. So this is a dilemma. When, Let's when all sit the... completely quietly until Mark's made yeah. the decision. <laughs> give, me, give me five minutes. I can't not pick Ryan Giggs. I haven't been given the choice. Just phenomenally consistent. Loads of assists. Chipped him with goals, helped out defensively, let Everett go forward because I've got him as well. Yeah, it's got to be kicks. Got to be. Yeah, I love the way that you're you're trying to balance your team as well. It's quite it's a, it's next level picking here. It's very impressive. Well, yeah, I think we've got to put it to the readers at the end to see who's got the best team. So uh, I've got a bomber of a of a left back. So I need someone who can can look after him a little bit. And my second choice definitely wouldn't. So yeah, Ryan Giggs. I think I'll have to go with the player I mentioned in the Golden Generation pod that just brought me lots of joy. Certainly not the best left winger in Premier League history or through the noughties, but Joe Cole at Chelsea, um, just a player I really, really liked. Sort of under Mourinho, he kind of found his position at left wing and just fitted in really well there. Did a really good job for England. Scored that goal against Sweden, which I think gets him in there alone. And also I loved his goal against Man United. Gets the ball, he's back to goal and somehow just manages to turn like three plays. And I still don't really know how he's done it. My father-in-law's a Chelsea fan, goes to see Chelsea a lot. And he's the the best compliment he ever gives a player. He doesn't really use superlatives. And he always describes Joe Collins as he went, he's just a lovely player. Lovely yeah, exactly. player to watch. Just like, And that's a really good description of him as well. Yeah, I think that sums him up perfectly. I've come with Damien Duff. I've got a feeling Mark's trying to speak and we can't hear him. I'm not. Oh, oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, just his, that's just his resting face. <laughs> yeah, Damien Duff. Um, loved him at Chelsea. We, we, you know how it always felt with Damien Duff, like the shackles were off. 
Like there was never kind of a huge amount of kind of, I've got the ball, now what shall I do? It always felt like Damien Duff got the ball and he just went, run, and he go. And I loved watching Damien Duff. I absolutely loved watching him. So he goes onto that list for me. Is that everyone now on left wing? Yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. I just so. want to mention then, my second choice was JJ Kotcher. Would have loved to have got him in there. but He is on my list, couldn't. Yeah, what a man. <laughs> that rainbow flicker with Parler alone gets him, would have got him in there. If I, I love the fact that you spent as long as, now knowing this, as long as you did debating gigs or a Kotcher. But if I'd had like a, a Gary Neville equivalent at left back, just a more dependable left back, I might have got him in there, just a bit of flair, but... I think I've got enough so far. I'm doing well, boys. Akotcha was on my list. And again, one of the things I always consider about great players is not just good players, but players that you remember and actually love, even if you're a neutral. And of course, yeah. JJ Akotcha is, is, is possibly the archetypal version of that. Mark, it's, it's back to you, mate. Is it really? This is exciting. Um, so what have we got left now? We've got a centre-back, right-winger, centre-mid and a striker. On the basis that I've got least to choose between at centre-back I'm going to go with Ricardo Carvalho alongside Vidic so I've got the balance there of a stop and a really classy defender I thought him and Terry together were phenomenal but Terry was a little bit young well he obviously was younger then and was a little bit more raw a little bit more impetuous not to say he wasn't fantastic but attacked everything Carvalho just that class to know when to drop off just cleared everything up and I think he was a major part of why Chelsea did so well so uh, yeah he was he was second behind Rio, actually, and on my list of classic defenders. It was weird how like little fanfare was made when Carvalho just left. It was like nobody gave him enough credit or realised just how great he no. was. And so until he'd gone, it was like, oh no, wait, that guy was really, really good. And it fits with your theory of Portuguese players being absolute shit houses as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will go back to the Invincibles, Colo Torre, who again I think was probably underrated. I mean, I was looking today actually and just reading up on him because uh, he would have actually been in my European one as well. But uh, it was kind of staggering that 3 4 the Invincible season, that was his first season playing regularly at centre-back and he just partnered Saul Campbell and was just an absolute Rolls-Royce, really. He was, he was unbeatable for a few seasons, it felt like. In that Champions League run as well, he was absolutely brilliant, which was probably not what you associate with Arsenal, but that Champions League run, I think they broke the record for the longest run without conceding a goal. Yeah, uh, And he, he was a massive part of that. Great song as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> from the terraces. Yeah, I've got, that'll that sorts out the terrace channel, I guess. Yeah, you've got the fans on side of cola at the back. Everyone likes That's cola. Good. <laughs> uh, Pete, Pete, what have you got? Uh, a man that Rob's just mentioned, Saul Campbell. Um, you know, I know that a lot of what happened with Saul Campbell and sort of the news and everything else has maybe detracted from just how incredible Saul Campbell was. And, and you think about, we've spoken about in previous podcasts, of course, about how he got screwed with goals for England that could have seen England get through in tournaments and then push on. But he was just fantastic. And again, uh, someone that you always kind of had a, I always had a lot of time for Saul Campbell. I know he made some controversial decisions, but I, I really, really enjoyed watching Saul Campbell. And, and I think with him and Ledley King centre backs for me, if Ledley's fit, that's a very, very <laughs> nicely balanced centre back pairing. I've got a problem here with my pick. <laughs> I just realised my defence isn't very good so far. <laughs> Rocket Junior's coming up here, I think. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Paul Robinson will get you out of trouble. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm being harsh. Um, I've obviously got Rio as my first choice centre back, effortless kind of player. So I'm going to put in kind of grafter who you're going to need in there and I'm going to go for um, Jamie Carragher I think my centre-back pairing is as good as anyone else's I, I, I would say it's that not, it's, it's elsewhere in the team where we've 
<laughs> well, it is. Uh, it's elsewhere in the team. We've got issues. Pipe down. Uh, you pipe down. Um, so, yeah, Jamie Carragher goes next to Rio Ferdinand as my centre-back pairing, uh, which, which to be fair, is, is about to keep a clean sheet. Carragher <laughs> was on my list as well, but I'd have gone Sammy Hippier, personally. So, I had it, it, mine was between those two. Ditto, they were the two left on mine. And John, Jonathan Woodgate as well, actually, I thought I might have got a match. Uh, Jonathan yeah. Woodgate on my list as well. That's pretty much extensive as the list yeah. goes, maybe, for getting into a best 11. Uh, which means we move on to Rob. Let's go back to central midfield. And as Rich mentioned, with Joe Cole just being a lovely footballer to watch, I think this guy is the epitome of it. Played for Liverpool next to Steven Gerrard and Xabi Alonso. Damn you. Uh, probably better at Madrid, I guess. Certainly won a lot more. But Liverpool, just a brilliant footballer. Always nice to have a player who can score from his own half as well. Isn't I always thought that one of the maddest things in football in that period was Liverpool and Rafa Benitez's desire to bring in Gareth Barry and eject Xabi Alonso. And as great as Checked. Gareth Barry was, he <laughs> was he was brilliant, Gareth Barry, don't get me wrong. But but to have Xabi Alonso and be looking elsewhere, it just it seemed like madness at the time and it and it seems even madder now, doesn't it, in retrospect. Yeah, it's not aged well, that one. Um, I think it's going to be a, a very, very poor team without Michael Essien in the team. Possibly the best central midfielder at times in the world. Um, when he was at Chelsea, he was absolutely unbelievable. That goal against Arsenal alone, the slam kind of swing Roberto Carlos style strike, has to be considered as one of the best goals of that era. Uh, so Michael Essien goes into that team and uh, I will fist fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> I want the crowd to come to the game and wonder what's going to happen next. Maybe be inspired by a little bit of magic, a player who can do something a bit unusual, who can score a goal, who can set one up, who can get you off the edge of your seat. So I'm going to put in there, uh, next to Frank Lampard, Cesc Fabregas. Again, I just don't know what you boys are doing. I'm on fourth choice central midfield. I'm holding midfielder and I'm looking out who I've got. I'm thinking I might have to get Gilberto in there, maybe Makaleli. But no one said Roy Keane. Well, you're fucking keen, lads. Yeah, no, come on, uh... put your lead stuff besides. What a player! I had Roy Keane as well, but I kind of got with some of my picks. I I wanted to try and weight them towards playing in this era. Like obviously, Keane started off in the '90s, and I was just trying to sort of go a place who was starting in this era and finishing this era as well. But, I don't care course, for your rules, peeps. I don't care for your rules. He was still brilliant in the 2000s. And it going in, I think, is an absolute knobhead. Does that count for a bit of a reason? <laughs> It does, but we've just had Cesc Fabregas and he's also a knobbit. He's in Spanish, <laughs> so a bit more a sexy knobbit. But yeah, Roy Keane, Captain <laughs> Fantastic. Him and Gerard in the midfield. No one's beating that boy. See you later. Can we confirm that that's the first time the phrase sexy knobhead has been used on the podcast? <laughs> Pete? Uh, right wing, lads. We have not got a right wing yet. And uh, I've got some really interesting out-of-the-box uh, players on this right wing. However... David Beckham uh, is going to be uh, the one I'm going to go for. Uh, I've got a couple of names I love on this list on right wing. I've, I've had real fun with right wing. You, you could go through the list of what Beckham did and everyone knows. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what Beckham did. But I think the one thing, I think, Robbie, you might have mentioned this on, on a previous podcast, how hard he worked. You know, there's mm. this idea that he was this kind of on the field, this kind of lazy playboy, but actually he wasn't. He tried his balls off every game and he didn't just have that incredible cross and that incredible free kick. He was a grafter at times as well. So Beckham goes in, 
with balls straight to the feet of Kevin Phillips is a recipe for goals. <laughs> to be fair, Kevin Phillips is getting some great service in your team. So maybe it was a more sensible pick than we were all thinking. So, uh, which leaves it over to me. There is obviously one obvious right midfielder, which I'm not touching or going anywhere near. So instead, I'm going to go for, uh, for me, one of the most exciting players during a particular period for a particular team who was just phenomenal with a trademark move that, Everyone knew he was going to do, but no one could really stop it. And that for me is uh, Iron Robin. Yeah, that was my pick. Playing on the, it was like the inverted wing, wasn't it? Coming inside, cutting in, and then just slotting it into the corner. It was like defenders, you know, knew what was coming, but they just couldn't deal with it. And during that period, him and Duff, it was one of probably the most exciting forward attacking kind of structures of, of any team really throughout that whole decade. It was brilliant to watch, and he was, he was a great player. The amazing thing about the Iron Robin move. You're absolutely right. Defenders knew what was coming. He kept doing it until he retired, only, what, a year or so ago. No one could still get a handle on it. This is working out so well for me, boys. Uh, Beckham was my first choice, but Cristiano Ronaldo, come on. Are you playing that again? Okay, probably Pete later. Obviously very, very raw when he first joined Man United. But even then, tremendously exciting, the sort of player that would get you off your seats. I think we forget about Ronaldo. We think of him as being the just the productive and efficient opposite to Messi. But he was so good to watch at United when he first came through and then gradually got better leading up to 07, 08, that era when he was just probably the best wide forward in the world at that time. And I've got him as my third choice, so... Get in there, boys. That's Your strikers are going to be annoyed at the service they get. That's what pissed off Van Nistelrooy, yeah. Leave, I just won't put Van Nistelrooy then, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling now, actually. There's one guy, I'm going to turn very Arsenal if I pick him. I'm trying to think of other options. I'll give you one word to, to give you an, an possible idea, of It's on my list. Trumpet. On my list as well. Oh, yes. He's yeah, on I my did. list as well. I did consider him. think, though, because it inspired me to have a very bad haircut every red nose day. I'm going to have to go Freddie Lundberg. Again, it's, it's, it's getting very Arsenal, my team now, which I'm not massively happy about. But That will happen, mate, when you refuse to pick any Man United players. Well, yeah, that is true. But morally, I suppose, I'm the real winner, I guess. Before you talk us through Fre- Freddie, can you just talk us through, was it just the hair? You didn't go as like an underwear model with the hair dyed as well to school? <laughs> I mean, I, I did try once to do the underwear model, but I got sent home. So I, I just had to... I had to come like, where were you doing it? <laughs> just the yeah. <laughs> So I just opted for the Red Moeek and just uh, instead, which I stuck with every year, but I think uh, it's still... So, Rob, can we go back to that? Did you just walk into like the front window of Topman or something, strip down to your box and see if they'll take you on? Yeah, well, I mean, I did work at Topman, so it must have worked. <laughs> just a little fact about Norbert Solano, by the way. Mark, you might have got this if he was, he was on your list. He's still in the top 20 assisters in the Premier League history, Norberto Solano. Um, yeah, that's yeah, he's he's a, an amazing player. And for those of you who don't know the trumpet story, he played the trumpet down the phone to uh, to Bobby <laughs> Robson, and uh, and was recently arrested. So that's less funny. <laughs> well, what was he arrested for? I'll be the judge of that. Surely the judge will be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this podcast. Which leaves us with one final player each, and it's it's the striker, and it's me. I get the the final pick here. So. There are so many to choose from that whatever I say, there's an argument for and there's an argument against because there are still going to be other players left over. So I am simply going to go on one thing and one thing only. I was going to go for a certain player, but I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm, I'm literally going to go on this on a basis of kind of goals per game ratio because I think that's the only way you can sort of do this. That means I am going to pick Fernando Torres. 
Um, simply because, like I say, goals per game ratio, it's just guaranteed. And he was one of the most incredible players to watch, could make a bit of magic from nothing. Some of the finishes, the way he went around goalkeepers, just everything about him was amazing. So he's going to partner Robin Van Persie up front and we are going to score bucket loads of goals against your lot. This is tough. You almost want to be late with the striker because there's so many choices you want to be taken out of your hands. Um, I've got Henri looking at my midfield. It's got quite a bit of steel in there, but I do feel like I need someone who, who can do everything really. Hold it up, turn defence into attack, score goals. So the one that I'm, I'm drawn to is uh, is Ricardo Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the start of this when you all took the piss out of me about Kevin Phillips <laughs> <laughs> you know this, this other play we've ruled out Van Nistelrooy because Ronaldo will, will piss him off um, <laughs> Paula, I think Ronaldo would, would just accept that he was the better player and give him the ball so yeah big Rick up front number 10 I'm feeling so stupid now that I picked Fernando Torres ahead of Ricardo Fuller. What an idiot! I was I surprised. Yeah, I was what surprised an idiot! I can't believe I didn't see that coming. That's <laughs> <laughs> halfway, midway through the second series of this, and none of us realised that he was going to pick Ricardo Fuller. You know what? Had I known that, I would have just picked Ricardo Fuller just to piss you off beforehand. Okay, we boys. go to we go to Rob penultimate pick. Well, I'm going to disappoint Mark by uh, turning down Kenwin Jones here, but um, I'm going to be a little hipster dickhead, I think, and go for a guy who played in the Premier League for about two months, and I'm going to sneak him in, but Henrik Larsson, thanks to that spell at Man United. He was you hipster dickhead, Rob. Exactly, I know, it's shameful, but he was just so good. Uh, and to come to Man United in the Premier League for the first time at such a uh, late stage of his career and just be brilliant, he was brilliant for Celtic. He was brilliant for Barcelona. Uh, changed the 2006 Champions League final. And I seem to have a memory of him when I was a kid of just scoring a diving header from at the edge of the box. And that still amazes me to this day. So I'm going to get him in my team for that next to Wayne Rooney. What's a worse insult? To be a sexy knobhead or a hipster yeah. dickhead? Um, good question. I don't know. In this day and age, probably a sexy knobhead. Mull it over. I'd rather be a sexy knobhead. The final pick of the whole 44 players. You've got a fair few to, to choose from here, Pete, mate. There's, there's, there's plenty of strikers to go at. Everyone will agree with the name, but not the time frame might be a little bit awkward. But I mean, if I'll go through some of the ones that I just had as kind of backgrounds here, I thought uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank had to be considered. Yeah. Uh, at one I point, he was unbelievable. Ida Goodjonsson. I mean, I thought yeah, Ida Goodjonsson has to be considered. He was amazing at Bolton, amazing at Chelsea. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp, no one's uh, mentioned yeah. Bergkamp, who was absolutely unreal. But as long as everyone's happy with the fact that he did a lot of good work before the early period of the 2000s, but kept on doing it after that, then Alan Shearer has to be. Yeah. Uh, I suppose in there it's it's not really debate I mean uh, what signed for Newcastle 96 and um, obviously won the league with Blackburn and scored a ton of goals there that, that was my kind of I had the same thing with Roy Keane and a couple of other players about they do a huge amount of great work in the 90s the fact is that Shearer carried on doing that good work into the 2000s the early 2000s so he has to go in and of course with his goal scoring record and everything else for us not to mention Alan Shearer would have been an aberration so I, I'm, if you want to allow me I'll, I'll take a slightly elderly Shearer yeah, definitely allow it. I can't believe you didn't have uh, Owen, Rob, for the same reasons. I was tempted with Owen, I was tempted with Drogba, but I just wanted to be smart and be a knobhead. <laughs> well, you've succeeded. Well, you Fair. succeeded. Yeah, there you go. Really <laughs> great. Right, so uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to run through our teams individually and then just yeah. um, uh, take shots at each other? Mark, you might as well start. 
Yeah, so I've got Edwin van der Sar in goal, the back four of Gary Neville, Ricardo Carvalho, Nemanja Vidic and Patrice Evra. I've got Ronaldo, Roy Keane, Steven Gerrard and Ryan Giggs in midfield with Thierry Henry and the talisman Ricardo Fuller up front. <laughs> you that team is unbelievable team. until Ricardo Fuller turns up. Ten, ten great about? players. Ten great players there, mate. And one well phenomenal player. Next level shit. Um, you've got a great back four there, by the way. Yeah, I'm very, very happy with that. I think we'll put this to the vote on Twitter and I, th- I think Fuller will probably sneak it for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> Rob, who have you got? So I've got a slightly left field choice in goal, Jersey Dudek. I've got a back four of Laurent, John Terry, Colo Torre and Ashley Cole. I've got a very one-paced midfield, I must say, but I've got Freddie Lundberg, Patrick Vieira, Xabi Alonso and Joe Cole. And up front, I've got Wayne Rooney and Henrik Larsson. Dynamism from midfield, like that, that speed. You, you need Ashley Cole bombing on a lot. He's doing a lot of work down that left flank. A lot of pressure on your wing-backs in your team, isn't there? Yeah, I don't know. If I, I don't feel you've got a great balance up front there with those two, mate, I'll be honest with you. Oh, I don't know. I think they'd be pretty good. The, the fire of Rooney and the, just Larsson being cool as fuck walking around. It'd be all right. <laughs> so my team is Petr Cech in goal. I've got Bakri Sanya right back. I've got John Anarisa left back. And then I've got Sol Campbell and Ledley King at centre back. My right winger is David Beckham. My left winger is Damian Duff. I've got Paul Scholes and Michael Essien centre midfield. Think of the absolute balance in that midfield there. Then up front, I've got Alan Shearer and Kevin Phillips. So that is my team. <laughs> I stand 11, but I'm pretty content with that team. I'm going to round this up because I've got more goals in my team than anyone. Simple as that. But factually. Starting you mean going off in past goal. Paul Robinson. What, have you tied up our individual goal tallies like while she's been on the pod? Not exactly, but I'm just or have you been sure playing like got... dummy teams against each other for a few weeks? If he has him, he's got that many goals. Uh, can I say my team, Mark, please? This isn't your team, it's my well, team. Well, I don't think you're going to score more goals than Ronaldo and Joe Ardonry, but yeah, go on, carry on. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, I've got the goal scoring machine of Paul Robinson in goal to start <laughs> off with. Ian Hart. Famed for scoring free kicks at left-back. Rio Fernand loves to nod one in at centre-back alongside Jamie Carragher, less goals, and Danny Mills, less goals. Uh, in midfield, Cesc Fabregas and Frank Lampard, goal machines in there. Robert Pires and Ian Robben. I mean, no one has got more goals in midfield than me. And up front, again, goals galore. Fernando Torres and Robin Van Persie are going to fire this team to glory. In fact, the midfield defence and attackers are so good that we don't have to worry about the fact that Paul Robinson's even in goal. And if you want to nip up at the end of a game to knob one in, so be it. Excellent work. Best team of the four. I think yours is second best behind mine, actually, Rich. I'll give you that. Oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate yeah, that. A few own goals so. in there. <laughs> I think Rob's team's probably worst. I think considering I prepared for a European eleven, I've done all right. Since I couldn't have Javier Zanetti at right back, I think, you know, fair enough. What's mad is I've, I've got, like, the order of my picks on each one, and every single one I've got my first or second pick, which is crazy. It's just you boys being knobbed some leads, refusing to pick any United players. Uh, what, Can you're we all just... that none of us picked Ricardo Fuller first? <laughs> well, I can't believe that. <laughs> okay, so we're going to put these teams out on Twitter, Mark. Planet Football is that where they're going to be heading? And uh, people can go and have a look for yourselves and you can go and vote and tell us which manager here on the Broken Metatarsal you feel picked the best starting 11. We all think it's ours, but whose will you think it's going to be? Uh, if we sounded slurred at some point during this, 
We haven't turned to drink uh, during our uh, isolation at home. Speak it's for just yourself. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, for me, it's just the internet connection. For the other ones, they're, they're having it tough. So obviously, things being as they are at the moment, uh, not our regular studio access, so not regular access to interviews and topics. But if you want to suggest a topic, anything to do with Naughty's football, then we would love to hear from you. And again, it's the same Twitter, at Planet footy ball and of course uh, if you are thinking oh, I've got plenty of time on my hands and I'd like to listen to another podcast uh, we have a back catalogue as well we're into our second series now so very quickly just before we go Mark give a good suggestion of one that we've already done um, things we loved about the 2000s in this series I thought was great Rob shithouses is my favourite topic to talk about always and Pete football manager because it's all I'm doing currently outside of this <laughs> podcast <laughs> Uh, and that interview with Chino Sambra is, is ace as well. And I'm going to pick the uh, Leeds United run to the semi-final of the Champions League. All I will say is uh, Don Matteo and Italian food is all I will say for now. And you can go and have a listen for yourself. Chaps, thank you so much uh, for, for this episode. Very enjoyable. Cheers, boys. Cheers, lads. Cheers. And we will see you next time on the Broken Metatarsal. Metatarsal.